Hey everybody, thanks for joining us at the Central and Janesville podcast. Please remember to check us out on centraljanesville.com throughout the week. We're excited for wherever God's got you at right now, and we hope this message brings you a little closer. Thanks. What's up, everybody? It's good to see everybody this morning. All my beautiful people in the great state of Janesville, Wisconsin. <laughs> and everybody, uh, I just wanted you to know, uh, hopefully you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, Kellen will be up here after service to pray for everyone who sinned uh, this Thursday like me. I'll be up here first uh, praying for my gluttonous spirit uh, because I went crazy this past Thanksgiving. Y'all just going to leave me by myself. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody, uh, hopefully uh, you've been here over the last several weeks as we've been dealing with this series, uh, Ghost Stories, uh, talking about the Holy Spirit and who he is and his role in our lives. And I asked our people uh, on our central campus last week, I want to ask you guys in Janesville, because I haven't seen you in a few weeks, uh, How ha- has this series been blessing you? Has, has it been uh, speaking to you? Do you feel like you've been growing uh, during this time? Just wave your hand or clap your hand or do something just to, I just, we just want to know, you know, our, our team, uh, myself, Dave, Kellen, uh, Eric, our teaching team, one of the reasons why we felt that God really wanted to deal with this series on the Holy Spirit because there are so many kind of misnomers about who the Holy Spirit is, what he does, all of these things. So our hope is that uh, you've been in the study, guys, that you've been grabbing the prayer cards and you've been praying these prayers that we've been encouraging you to pray and that actually you have begun to see some level of manifestation of the Holy Spirit real and working in your life because that's exactly what he wants to do. Amen? All right. And so uh, for my time, everybody, uh, this morning, my assignment is to talk to you guys about what it looks like to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Living in the power of the Holy Spirit, Amanda, is our first slide. And so some of you might be saying, okay, well, Pastor Ray, that's awesome. What is the power of the Holy Spirit. What exactly does that look like? Well, my next slide, the power of the Holy Spirit, everybody, is literally the supernatural power of God for my note takers. The, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit is literally the supernatural power of God. The Holy Spirit, of course, we know is a third person in a trinity. God the Father, God the, God the Holy Spirit, three persons in one, right? Okay, so we know That that's who he is, and he, meaning the Holy Spirit, has appeared throughout Scripture as that being, everybody, uh, that um, God works through and um, whom great powers uh, of his Spirit are manifested through, okay? And so I'll say it like this. Uh, He was first seen uh, in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1. Our first slide says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the, say it like you mean it, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface 
of the waters. Dave Clark, when he was talking about the Holy Spirit, talked about uh, the three roles that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit plays. God is literally uh, the architect. The Holy Spirit is the engineer, and Jesus is the builder. And so we get to see in that passage, everybody, as the Holy Spirit, the engineer, is literally over the surface of the deep, carrying out all of creation as God the Father, the architect, spoke it into an existence, okay? And then the Holy Spirit, everybody, he also, in the Old Testament, everybody, he empowered people. He empowered people back in the Bible days. First Samuel chapter 16 says it like this. It says, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David in what? Power, right? Now, if you study the life of David, everybody, you'd find that that same Holy Spirit Okay, we, we know that, that this, this is the David that took down nine-foot, nine-inch Goliath, not with sophisticated armor, not with a sword, not with sophisticated weapon, but with a rock and a slingshot. You can't make this stuff up, right? And so this is what David did. And the Bible says this same Holy Spirit empowered David not only to take down this nine-foot, nine-inch massive champion, but it's the same Holy Spirit that empowered David to soothe and cast out demons with just a stroke of his harp and the sound of a song. Something like, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you more than anything. You know, something like that. You know, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then, oh, you're, you're too much. Stop it. Stop it. I love you. I love you. And so not only everybody, the Holy Spirit are not permanently indwell in people, um, uh, but he did work through people, everybody, and gave them power to achieve things that they would not have had the ability, everybody, to accomplish on their own. How many of y'all remember Samson in the Bible? Remember Samson in the Bible? My, my strength is in my hair. You know that guy, right, right? And so the Bible says about Samson, everybody, in Judges chapter 14, it says, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and although he had nothing in his hand, the Bible says he tore the lion in pieces as one tears a young goat. I read that. I was like, what? I don't know about y'all fellas, but I read that verse and I immediately started praying. Holy Spirit, hook a brother up with them biceps. You I mean, I just want to, y'all, y'all too much. Y'all too much. Yeah, yeah. But everybody, listen, seriously, this is what the power of the Holy Spirit is. It is literally the supernatural power of God that he made real uh, to us and for us, everybody, for his glory. Is this making sense, Janesville? All right, so everybody, some of you are like, okay, Ray, I get it. I understand this is what the power of the Holy Spirit is, but my next question is why is operating in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit important for me? What's the big deal? Kels, where you at? Come on, man. Uh, Noah, come help me out with this. I want to show you a picture, everybody, of, of, of what this looks like um, when we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit operating in our lives. I'll have Kellen hold my mic. Noah, come on over here, buddy. You want me to, like, hold up to your face? Yes. 
All right, hold that around your uh, waist there, Noah. Okay, Noah, take a couple of steps forward. All right, now I want you to take a good look at Noah. All right, Noah, go ahead and start running. Like, yeah, like, there you go. Now, 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 Noah is actually putting in some work. You see the body lean, you see, you see the technique, you see the form, right? Now he's running, right? But is he covering any ground? Is, is, he, is, he, is he gaining any momentum, right? He's literally, this is literally us, like on a spiritual treadmill. How you doing up there, Noah? You're awesome. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Beautiful, thank you. Y'all give him a hand, heaven us out with that. And everybody, some of you, you like, okay, yeah, I see that. This is exactly what a lot of our spiritual lives look like, which of course, everybody, is connected to our mental and emotional life, which of course, our spiritual lives are connected to our physical lives. Some of y'all like, Pastor, that is exactly what my life looks like, right? And everybody, bottom line, that is exactly where the enemy wants us, spinning our wheels, working really hard, sweating putting in all this effort, doing a bunch of uh, spiritual, religious activity, but gaining no ground. Activity without accomplishment. But everybody, the supernatural power of God is the Holy Spirit, and it's important for us because, watch this, it is the Holy Spirit's job, everybody, to empower us as Christians to progress in our spiritual lives, which then everybody carries over into every other area of our life is just making sense. Okay, and so this is why everybody, Paul prays this amazing prayer in Ephesians chapter three. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources that he will what? Empower you with inner strength through his, yes, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Keep going. Your roots will grow down into God's love as you keep strong and may you have the, Power to understand as all, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Everybody, one more time, say power. That word power for my note takers, to be empowered by the Spirit, to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, is this Greek word deutimus. This is my next slide, deutimus. That word deutimus literally means to operate with miraculous power, miraculous ability, miraculous abundance, miraculous strength, and be empowered to do mighty and wonderful work. That's what it looks like, everybody, for us to operate in that level of power. And so we talked about, everybody, what is the power of the Holy Spirit. We talked about why the power of the Holy Spirit is important. And just for the next few minutes that I have left with you, everybody, I want to talk to you about what it looks like to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody, when we live in the power of the Holy Spirit, we get four things that we're enabled to do. Uh, the first thing is... Um, the, the Holy Spirit empowers us, everybody, with confidence. The Holy Spirit empowers us with confidence. You see where it says inner strength. You see it in the passage in a second. Let's go back to verse 16. The Bible says, I pray from his glorious unlimited resources that he will what? Empower you with inner strength. Somebody say inner strength. Yeah, through his what? 
spirit. That word inner strength, everybody literally speaks uh, to our inner mindset. That word, that inner spirit literally speaks to how we function, what our mentality is on the inside uh, that, that, that kind of dictates how we operate on the outside. It is so very, very important. Uh, and and um, if you remember, I talked to you, well, actually, I didn't talk to you guys, but I talked about how the Holy Spirit, one of his roles in our life is he is like the greatest coach. He is that guy, uh, I like to say three C's. Uh, he comforts us, uh, um, he, 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 he counsels us, uh, and he chaperones us. He's our guide, right? And so um, speaking about coaches, most of you guys know who I am, but just in case we got some uh, people visiting for the holidays, maybe this is your first time uh, at Central Christian Church, or you're, you're, you're just kind of popping in and you hang out with us every now and then, but you haven't been following along with us, or you don't know who I am, a uh, couple of pictures of me. I actually uh, spent six seasons playing in the NFL. Play for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, play for the uh, Chicago Bears, play for the Detroit Lions. That's, woo, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites right there. Look at that boy, boy, knocking that dude out. It's beautiful, beautiful, right, right? And so I did this, and when we look at these pictures, you know, it's, it's so cool to be able to kind of look back on these and think about uh, how God blessed me to be. That's me playing for God's team, you understand? Playing for God's team. Yes, 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 right? It, it, it's so cool to be able to look back on these photos and just think, man, what a blessing that, that I had that opportunity to do that. It was totally God that blessed me to do that. But, you know, when you look at a picture from my people who like looking at pictures, uh, you know, physical pictures or even on social media, isn't it interesting, everybody, that the picture itself doesn't actually tell the whole story? I wish I had some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you look at a picture, but those pictures, they don't actually communicate to you guys the journey, like, like the difficulty that it took for me to get to where uh, I got to. For those of you who are not familiar with my story, uh, my high school football team, if the young people is up here, they say it like this, trash. You understand? Hot garbage. It, we was that bad. I mean, I, we were so bad in high school, I didn't get one college scholarship to play college football at a major university, a mid-major university, Division II university. I ended up walking on to the football team at Eastern Illinois University. When I walked on to the team, my jersey number was 104, you understand? It was, it was bad, terrible, right? And everybody, by the time I got to Eastern, um, I was 19 years old, my first year, actually, no, my second year, because I walked onto the team my second year. By the time I got onto the football team, I was 19 years old. It had been at that point, everybody, a 12-year journey because I saw the vision of making it to the NFL as a seven-year-old boy. It would have been 12 years of it seemingly like just issue after obstacle, after problem, after, and I don't know if I'm speaking to anybody in the room this morning who you felt like God was calling you in a certain direction you know, encouraging you to step out in some areas that was uncomfortable, maybe felt like, I don't know if this is going to work, but you know it was him, right? And as soon as you stepped out, it seemed like it was just issue after obstacle after drama for you, right? And you like, where is God in the middle of all of this? This is not making any sense. That's exactly where I was. And I met my wife, everybody, in college. But here's the thing. Uh, I, didn't, I, hadn't, I hadn't met her until after uh, my second year in school. And so even then, I, I didn't even have my Michelle with me. So I was in a really, really dark, hard place. 
And isn't it amazing, everybody, that even though sometimes we find ourselves uh, in places that are really, really uh, difficult and, and, and sometimes of struggle, that the Holy Spirit sees exactly where we are and has a way of showing up and speaking to us right when we need to be spoken to. I wish I had a witness, right? And so I was in this place, and everybody, my coach walks up to me. And he says to me, had no idea what I was wrestling with and struggling with, but my coach walks up to me and says, you know what, Ray? I think you have what it takes to make it all the way to the next level. And what was crazy about that is at that point in time, nobody in my life had ever had any conversations with me about going to the next level except me and my dad. He was the first person to ever speak something like that over me. But not only that, everybody, but then he started kind of listing, and here are the reasons why. You got this attribute, and you got this ability, and you have this going for you. And he just started going down the list of why what he saw in me was bigger than the situation that I actually was in. And many times, everybody, uh, that's all it takes. Remember I talked to you about the Holy Spirit being that that, that, that great coach, right? And it isn't amazing, everybody, how the great coaches, they know exactly what buttons to push. They, they know when to push them, and they know how to get the very best out of their players and their athletes. And many times, everybody, all it takes is for one of them to walk up to you when, when your athlete is feeling defeated, when their head is bowed down, when the game is on the line and you're down on the scoreboard. Everybody, the great coaches just whisper in their athlete's ear something like, hey, you got more in you. I see more inside of you than you even know is there. Listen, I know you're tired. I know you're hurting. But guess what? The game ain't over yet. Your life isn't over yet. And I haven't brought you this far to leave you now. Hey, who am I talking to this weekend where the enemy told to you that you was washed up, your time is up, that you two toe up, messed up, jacked up, and out of luck? I came to tell somebody this morning, the devil is a lie. I want to encourage somebody right now to bump the dumb stuff and get your faith up. Yeah, get your hope up. Get your confidence up. Because as long as you're still breathing, baby, the Holy Spirit says you got a chance to win. You got a chance, yeah, to rewrite the narrative that's out there about you. You got a chance to be used because the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It's awful quiet in here. Somebody say new. Yeah, let me say it like this. Uh, uh, I might not be the best model of myself, but I'm a brand new model of myself. Somebody say new. Yeah, I might not be a perfect model of myself, but I'm a brand new model of myself. In other words, everybody, I might not quite be where I need to be. I might not be right where I want to be, but thanks be to God and Christ Jesus that I'm not where I used to be. Somebody ought to say amen right there. Hallelujah. Everybody. The Holy Spirit, he empowers us with the confidence. Somebody say confidence. Yeah, that inner strength to begin thinking differently, right? And when we think differently, it puts us in position to act differently. Number one, the Holy Spirit, he empowers us with confidence. But then everybody, number two, the Holy Spirit empowers us with courage. Somebody say courage. I want you to see it in the verse. Look at verse 17. The Bible says, uh, then Christ will make his home in your 
hearts as you trust him, your roots will grow down. You see that? Into God's love and it will keep you strong. I love it. I love it. This is important, everybody, because watch this. You do understand you can't have courage without confidence. I'm going to try this side of the room. I said you can't have courage without confidence. You notice in the passage, everybody, you see the confidence comes first. And then once you have the confidence, it's amazing how the courage begins to rise up. If I can say it another way, uh, give me the next slide. If our confidence, everybody, is the belief that our circumstances can be different, our courage is the action that our circumstances actually are different. Everybody, it is a literally a decision, uh, a subtle shift that changes mentality, everybody, into motion. It's one thing to sing songs, oh, I believe, right? It's another thing to actually walk out of these doors and start walking into what you believe, right? It's, it's, it's literally the decision to act upon what we say we know is already true. And everybody, because of the love of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross, for our sin and the truth that uh, God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. Everybody, when we not only know that, but we believe that and we uh, put our hope and trust in what Jesus did for us and that he dwells within us, everybody, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that changes everything. It changes the way we walk. I wish I can get everybody to just walk out of here with a, with a gangster walk just like this. Right? Everybody, it changes the way we talk. How many of y'all, going back to changing the way we walk, how many of y'all know Christians in church all their life and they walk around with their head bowed down and their shoulders slumped over? Defeated. Right? Life just whooping their tail every day. Right? But when we understand who we are and who we are and who is within us, it changes the way we walk. It changes the way we talk. How many Christians do you know every time you talk to them? Man, they just talk defeated. How you doing? Oh, I don't know. I just hope that dude don't. <clears throat> Man, when you understand that the, you got Jesus, the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, now it's not a, oh, I hope he don't. Now it's like, I wish that brother would. He don't want none of this smoke. <laughs> yeah, because greater is he that is in me than any joker, any buster, or any loser that's in the world. Man, it changes your attitude. It changes your entire outlook. Am I talking to any real people? Watch this, because now we no longer live by what the world dictates to us. Now we live by what the word dictates to us. Yeah, and I think it's important, everybody, that I reiterate and I want to say reiterate because I done spoken up here so many times, I can't remember exactly when, but I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. When we understand what courage actually is, you guys do know that everybody, courage, next slide, is not the absence of fear. You understand that, right? I mean, courage doesn't mean you're still not afraid. But literally what courage is, it is acknowledging your fear, yet what? Choosing to step out on faith. That's what courage is. Do you make a decision in spite of your fear to say, you know what, I'm gonna trust God anyway in this moment and I'm gonna keep stepping. I'm gonna keep moving in the direction that he's called me to move in. That's the difference. Everybody, I, I, 
me say it like this. Uh, when I first started preaching, I know some of y'all are like, well, it's easy for you. I mean, you're always confident. That is not always true. You know, even, you know, Kelly and I, we get to do this, you know, every week. You know, we still get nervous. You know, and we got to lay this stuff before Jesus every single week because bottom line, whenever we stand up here, we want to be pointing uh, our stories, everything we do, we want to be pointing to Jesus and not us, right? And so I remember when I first started preaching and teaching and evangelizing seriously, it was like my second year when I was out on the road. And I don't know if you, some of you older folks, you remember this group, contemporary Christian group called uh, FFH, FFH. It used to be a really popular group. Um, and they were in the, we were at an event down in Springfield, Missouri with FFH on the marquee and Ray McElroy on the marquee. And 2,500 folk showed up. What did I just say? And I know y'all said it proper. He's 2,500. I said 2,500. Yeah, yeah. Say 2,500. Janeville, 2,500 folk showed up. Kells. I ain't never spoken in front of that many people before. This is my second year, right? And, and I wasn't uh, afraid. I was scared. You understand me? I'm back there. I'm like, I got to speak in front of all of these people. It's about to get real, right? And so I'm back there, everybody. I'm writing in my notes. No, I'm like, okay, I got to get this right. I got to make sure I say this. Oh, my goodness, it's going to be scary, right? And then they knock on the door. Five minutes, Mr. Ray. Like, oh, my God. Man, I took my Bible. I dropped it. And I was like, Look. Because sometimes you ain't got time for the old father in Jesus. You just got to get there, right? I only had five minutes. Right? I was like, look, you got to help me. Because uh, if I go out there, I'm about to jack this thing up. Holy Spirit, I need you to speak through me. I need you to empower me and speak to your people. Everybody, I went out there. I said a bunch of stuff that I can't even remember. Stuff that wasn't on the script. Stuff that wasn't in my notes. Stuff that I would have never thought I would ever say. But even more importantly, everybody, y'all, I felt his power with me. I felt his presence. I felt like an instrument in his hand being used. Everybody, we did the altar call. 150 people came to the Lord that day. 150 people. Ain't nobody excited about 150 people coming to Jesus. My goodness. Yeah. And listen, I know y'all clapping for Jesus because that didn't have nothing to do with Ray McElroy because that dude, he was scared. But everybody, I'm going to say it again. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He, he, he empowers us not only with confidence, but he empowers us with courage to begin to operate differently, that yet we may be nervous, yet we may have some anxiety, yet we may be afraid. We know who we can lean into to step into to allow our confidence to be in him so that we can step out and allow him to do in us and through us what we could previously do in and through ourselves. Amen? Here's the third thing. The Holy Spirit, everybody, he empowers us with comprehension. Somebody say comprehension. I really like this one. It says, it says, it says, and may you have the power to understand. Say understand. You see the comprehension part? As all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand 
fully. I really appreciate the last part of that verse because I don't think we have the capacity, as scripture says, as long as we on this side of eternity, to really, really understand to the fullest capacity the love of Jesus that he has for us. But what I do believe, everybody, is that through the power of the Holy Spirit, he gives us glimpses to begin understanding and having some level of comprehension how much he loves us at a deeper level through just kind of our everyday things, right? It's, it's amazing how he does that. Um, where's my young lady who's got the baby? I need you. This is going to be very interesting. We didn't practice this. And so, everybody, uh, I just want you to know that... Um, when I was uh, living in Chicago, Kellen, I may need you one more time. When I was living in Chicago, um, um, I was, come on up on stage, it's okay. Hey, buddy. Uh, I was living uh, in an area called uh, Melrose Park, Illinois, and I moved from Melrose Park, Illinois into a brand new rehab home in Lombard, Illinois. And if you've ever moved to a, a newer or a rehab home, you know, everything is new. You know, new hardwood floors, you know, new carpet, new walls, all this type of stuff. And so we're in this brand new rehabbed home. All right. Uh, what's your baby's name? Mac. How old is Mac? He is almost 11 months. 11 months. You want to say something to the people, Mac? Hmm? Guess not. Okay. All right. And so uh, we moved into our new home. And I, at this time, Kales, I had four kids now. I had four children. My youngest was 10 weeks old, a little bit older than Mac. All right, how's Mac sleeping? Oh, we're getting better. Getting better? Translation, he ain't sleeping real good right now. Okay, all right. And so, everybody, um, you know, 10 weeks old, you know, the baby cries in the middle of the night, right? And so... Uh, it was my turn to get the baby. Now, if you've ever been on new carpet, particularly when they put, you know, like uh, plastic on the carpet, they put it on there so people coming in and out, they don't mess up the carpet. And so you rip that off, it was on the stairs, carpet is really slippery, right? And so I grabbed the baby, baby's fine, and uh, come on, Kellen. All right, Mac, I'm just gonna hold you just for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I got the baby, and the baby's calm, right? And I'm walking down the stairs in my bare feet, but I forgot the carpet was slippery. Yeah. And I took, like, step three, and it was like I was on roller skates. And I'm literally stumbling down the stairs with my baby. And she only 10 weeks old. And so the baby, like her eyes got like super big, like. It was almost like as a 10 week old, if she could talk, she'd have been like, now look, I know I'm just getting here, but this can't be how things are supposed to be. I'm falling down the stairs right now, right? And so everybody, I'm getting to the bottom of the stairs. Come with me, Kels. You see the hardwood floor we're on? And I'm about to crash on this hardwood floor. I got you, Mac. Right? And so I'm about to crush my baby under the weight of my 225, 35-pound frame. Right? And so I'm about to do this. So rather than fall and crush the baby, y'all, I saw about 10 feet away a couch. And so as athletically as possible, everybody, I was like, 
Like I tossed the baby. The, the women love this part of the story. I tossed the baby in the air, 10 weeks old, right? Now, now, toss her, oh, you, wonderful. Give little Mac and Cassandra a hand. I tossed the baby out of harm's way. Now, I didn't even see where the baby landed because I couldn't, right? Now, I hit the ground, boom. My knee hits the hardwood floor like this, boom. So I'm down literally like this, y'all. Now, my wife hears all of this commotion upstairs, sprints downstairs, to, this is a true story, sprints downstairs to check on me. I'm laid out, I can't even see my child. And I hear the baby crying. My wife comes and checks on me, are you okay? I'm like, forget about me, check the baby, right? And I'm happy to say, uh, my baby is still alive. No permanent brain damage was, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. But everybody, it's amazing. I love that story because years later, years later, God reminded me of that story. And he was like, Ray, you do know that's the gospel, right? Because you recognize everybody, we were the one that was fallen. We were the one that should have been crushed under the weight of our sin. But what did Jesus do? He literally threw us out of harm's way and said, no, 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 I'm going to take the nails in my hands. I'm going to take the nails in my feet because I loved you that much. And to me, it just blew my mind how God could take a crazy story like that just to help me understand literally how wide, how high, how long, how deep his love is for me. And it's amazing, everybody, as you continue to ask for the infilling of the power of the Holy Spirit, he will begin giving you, I believe, these glimpses in your everyday life while you're driving down the street, while kids, you're walking to school, hanging out with your friends, while you're watching a Netflix show. You know, while you're watching a football game, while you're hanging out with your family. It's amazing how he begin to give you these glimpses of what and how deep and how high and how wide his love actually is for us in the everyday little things that we do. He just expands our comprehension, everybody. Here's the last thing. I love this. Finally, everybody, the Holy Spirit empowers us uh, with completeness. Somebody say completeness. Look at this, last verse. Well, almost last verse. He says, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. If I could share one more verse with you that correlates with that very nicely. James chapter 1, verse 3 says it like this. It says, uh, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be made perfect and what? Are y'all seeing this? Needing nothing. That word complete, everybody, literally speaks to us becoming mature. That word complete literally speaks to us growing, right, in our faith. And everybody, can I tell you something? That was our goal in this entire series. It was to help you to walk, to talk, and to live your lives 
unashamedly in the incomparably great power that the Holy Spirit provides for each of us. And it's important that you guys recognize, everybody, that doesn't just happen by coming to church every Sunday. We love it that you come to church every Sunday. Kellen and I would hate it that we show up here every week and nobody's here to preach to, right? But everybody, it's got to be more than you coming to church every week. And that's why we give you these prayer cards. That's why on the loop, Kellen was encouraging you about getting involved and connecting with the devotionals, time in your word every day, time in prayer, being in a small group, right? Because if you're not doing that, everybody, do you know what that's actually like in the physical? That would be like saying, hey, uh, I want you to eat uh, once a day, once a week. So you come to church on Sunday, you eat a meal on Sunday, and then I don't want you to eat for the rest of the week. Now, you can do that, but how strong would you be if you did that? How effective would you be if you did that? But so many of us, that's our routine, spiritually. We come to church once a week, we try to get full up on some good words, some good singing, and then we try to do life by ourselves. What I'm trying to tell you, what we're trying to encourage you is, we want you to do life in the incomparably great power of the Holy Spirit. It is that same power uh, that raised Jesus from the dead that we, everybody, have access to. Last verse, here it is. I keep asking that the Lord, uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Keep going. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great, what? Power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Jesus Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Everybody, we have that power. And you say, well, how do we get that power? It's simple. All we got to do is ask for it. Thanks again for joining us on the Central and Janesville podcast. Remember to check us out at centraljanesville.com. Have a great week.